The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks till they pour in the seas, so may my life be to all those who share this wilderness road. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay, today we're going to do a kind of a special service, all right? It's going to be a worship service just like we do on Sundays, but what we're going to do is we're going to stop often along the way while we're reading and listening and praying, and we're going to talk about why we do the things that we do so that when we come together again on Sunday and on special uh, celebration days, then we'll be ready to participate and join with all of the, all of the biggins and... Uh, and do our worship together, okay? Now, I want you guys to feel comfortable to ask questions anytime you want. Just raise your hand and we'll, I'll stop what we're doing and you guys can ask your questions, okay? This is, this is a time for you guys to ask any questions that you have about worship and about the things that we do here on Sundays, all right? So you just raise your hand. We're not gonna like have a separate time for questions. If you have a question, just raise your hand because I don't want you to forget it, okay? All right, does everybody have a copy of our Sunday worship guide? Okay, now we're not going to read every single thing in here, but we're going to go through it so I can show you where the different parts of the service are. Okay, so when we come to church, we act a little bit different, right? We do things a little bit different when we come in. So if you guys notice over here, have you guys ever read the poem that I have hanging on the wall right here? right let's read it together okay enter this door as if the floor within were gold and every wall of jewels all of wealth untold as if a choir in robes of fire were singing here nor shout nor rush but hush for god is here what do you think that poem means Michaela. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a special place where you can talk to God. That's good. Yeah, Micah, you had your hand up. What were you thinking? Same thing as Michelle. Okay, Tully? Um, you need to not rush in because the special um, things here that God has blessed mm-hmm. and, what, and that do not need to be harmed. Good. It's important to take care of the things in God's house, right? Mm-hmm. Right. One of the other things that the poem says is when we come into the church, we see that it's just pews that are made out of wood and there's carpet on the floor and and things. But it says, what if when we came into church, we imagined, we used our imagination Mm -hmm. and we thought, what if we came in here and everything was golden? And the walls had beautiful pictures filled with gemstones. And there was a a choir of angels that was over in in the side there, and they were singing. Can you picture that in your mind? What if we thought every time we came in here, if that's what this room looked like? Because 
that is kind of what this room looks like. Maybe we can't see it right now, but Jesus is here and we're here with Jesus and where Jesus is, heaven is. And so when we come into this place, it's like a little bit of heaven that we get to share together right now. Yeah, James. Um, when you say, when you said the first thing, mm-hmm. I already started imagining. You started imagining right away? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So when you come into the room, look right against that wall. What do you guys see over against the wall? Jesus. It is Jesus. That's right. That's right. Jesus on a golden throne. Let's walk over here a little bit and look at this. This is Jesus on a golden throne, okay? Why do you think that Jesus is sitting on a throne, Tully? Jesus. Um, he's sitting on a throne because he is part of God, and God is um, a king. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the second no. thing I found is that he still has the holes from the nails. He does still have the, the wounds. Cross. That's right. Yeah. But Jesus Jesus is is still a person like we are and he still has a body like we do and he still has the scars. That's and, right. And we know that they're there because What were you thinking, Matthew? Maybe I think he's sitting on that golden throne because he orders people. God orders him around. Uh-huh. And he orders Right. Uh huh. Yeah, because he's in charge, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we, when we're in church, we sometimes will say Jesus Christ. Have you guys heard that name, Jesus Christ? Yeah. That's a funny name, okay? Jesus' last name is not Christ, okay? The word Christ comes from another language, all right? And what it means is king. So when we're saying Jesus Christ, what we're saying is King Jesus. Jesus is our king. And so when we come into the church, what's the first thing that we see? Jesus sitting on the throne. It's Jesus who is our king. All right? So when we come into the church, this is like coming into Jesus's throne room. It's like we're going to a royal palace so that we can visit the king. Now, let's, let's imagine just for a second, okay, that we were coming here and that this was a royal palace and we were coming here to see the king. How do you think you would behave if you were coming to see the king? Hmm? Tully? I would do that too. I would do slow walking. You would walk slowly, yeah? Not rushing? Not rushing. Uh-huh. Michaela? Um, I would definitely lay down once I got over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mo? Um, this isn't one of the um, answer where it was. I just had um, some, I just wanted to. Okay, you can ask questions. Well, not really asking, but um, remember when um, my one of my grandparents passed away? Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt really sad, but when Tilly said that it's really good that Jesus is up in heaven, I I thought that yes, it's good that he's up in heaven mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the people who have died are with Jesus. And so when we come here and we experience uh, heaven just a little bit, we can imagine ourselves being with them too. And they don't feel like they're so far away and lost, huh? That's right. All right, so now when we, co- when we come in to see the king, we said that we are going to walk, not running around, right? How would we talk if we were coming in to, to, to see a king, Tully? Um, we, would walk, we would talk quietly so mm-hmm. that... We don't 
Um, right, would be respectful. Mm -hmm. Micah, what were you going to say? Yes, that's right. We would use we would use proper language to talk to him. Matthew, what do you think? And bow down. That's right. And you know what we do when we come into church? We walk. We speak in soft tones. We don't run around. We make sure that we are dressed well because we're going to see the king, right? We use proper words when we're talking to Jesus. All of those things are really important because the things that we do together are important. Why don't you guys walk with me? <clears throat> so when I was little, one of my favorite movies was Sleeping Beauty. Have you guys seen that one, the, Dis the Disney version of it? You've seen that one? I haven't seen the cartoon. Not the cartoon? We only had the cartoons when I was little. But that was one of my favorite movies growing up. And there were knights and sword fights and dragons and all kinds of cool things. So one of my favorite things in the movie, all right, if you guys want, you can sit with your parents, or if you would rather, you can sit right here on the floor. That would be fine, too. Whatever you guys would rather do. I'm going to stand right here because it'll be easier to see everybody, and I don't have to carry my book around. So one of the things that happens in the beginning of that movie is everybody comes to celebrate the birth of the new baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what do they do when they're coming in? They're all dressed really nicely, right? And they're all acting the way that they should. And the palace is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And everybody is singing. And you know what? When we come to see the king every single week, we come and we come into a beautiful palace that's set apart for the king to live in, a place for us to meet him. And then we sing together. Now, we're not going to sing a song together this morning. But when we start our service, if you guys will open up your book to page one, it says the worship of the church at the top of it. Oh, James, I forgot. We'll grab you a booklet real quick, okay? All right. Good job. So if you open it up to page one, we say a couple of things, and you'll notice right there underneath all of these prayers, we say the call to worship. So when we come to see the king, we're going to say hello. And the way that we say hello when we come to see Jesus is right there at the top. The priest stands up at the front and he says, Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then all together we say, And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. All right, will you guys pray with me for a second? Huh? The next page after that. That one sort of talks about why we do what we're doing on, on Sundays. Uh-huh, that page. All right, let's pray. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. What does Christ mean? Who remembers? Hmm? It means king. Yep. Through our king. Yeah. Because of our king. We're going to magnify. Magnify means say praises. We're going to say or we're going to sing praises. Yeah. Why do we do this poem? But why do we say the prayer that we just prayed? To remind ourselves about why it is that we come in here. Because sometimes, you know, it, we get busy on Sunday mornings or maybe before another special service and we forget and we come in and maybe we got distracted or maybe we had an argument with, our, with, with our, our mom or our dad or one of our siblings or maybe we have a lot of things going on in our life and we're so busy. And what we want to do when we come into the church is remember, this is the place where we've come to see King Jesus. He's invited us to come here because he wants to share with us while we're in the place together, okay? 
but sometimes we're distracted. And so what we do is we just pause just for a second. We just become a little bit quiet and then we say, blessed be God. We remind ourselves why we're here. We're here to bless God and to sing his praises. That's what it means when we say worthily magnify. Worthily magnify means say God's praises, say all of the good things that God has done and is doing for us. And then we sing a special song together at the beginning of the service. Yes, Mo. Um, how are Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit the same thing? Ooh, that's a big question. How are Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit the same thing? So we believe in one God, okay? One God, and that God is three persons. He's the Father. The Father is the one who creates all things and who gives life to all things. The Son, who comes from the Father and who, who gives salvation, and the Holy Spirit, who gives life and joy and gifts to God's people, okay? So there are three people, but they're, they're three persons, but they're not three separate persons. They're all one. They're all God together. And, we, and it's okay if we don't understand that because I don't really understand how that works. But that's what we believe that Jesus revealed to us, and that's what we, we believe in the church. And so we hold on to that, and it's important for us to talk about it, but it's also okay if it's still a little bit confusing. All right, Tully and then Matthew. Amen is a word that means yes. It means we agree. That's what that word means. It comes from another language. It just means we agree, or we're all saying yes. Usually we say it at the end of a prayer that somebody else prays, so that they pray, and then we say yes at the very end of it. We all agree together that that prayer is true. Matthew, what were you going to ask? In the Action Bible, we have mm -hmm. Whoa. That's right. All the angels together are singing holy, holy, holy. That's right. We're going to talk about that in just a second, okay? So the next thing that we do is that we come into the church, right? And we said, we, we said Jesus, we're happy that we're here. We've come to, to celebrate you. But then we stop, okay? And we stop because... We remember that there are things in our hearts and things in our heads and things that we do with our hands that are not things that Jesus wants for us to do, right? We call those sins, and those sins make it hard for us to hear the Holy Spirit. Those sins make it hard for us to experience Jesus's presence, and those sins make it hard for us to see God as our Father. And so what we do is we stop before our worship begins, before the service starts, and we stop and we just say, Jesus, I'm sorry, okay? So I want us to just be quiet for just a moment, okay? We're all going to be quiet. Let's all close our eyes together. And I don't want anybody talking right now. I just want you to think about things that you've done that hurt other people. Or maybe there are feelings that you have that hurt other people. All of us have those things. Every single person, your moms and your dads and your brothers and your sisters, everybody has those things in their lives and in their hearts. We say things that hurt other people. We do things that hurt other people. Sometimes we're selfish. So what I want you to do is think about those things, and then I want you to think about sitting here in Jesus' throne room and say to Jesus, we're going to say this all together in just a second, we're just going to say, I'm sorry, okay? So let's, let's talk to Jesus for just a second, okay?
Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, I love you. All right. Now, God gave authority. He gave power to his church to tell people that their sins are forgiven. And, the, and God's church has given authority, given power to her priests to tell people that their sins are forgiven. And so I want you to know that Jesus loves you, that Jesus forgives you, and that your sins are forgiven. Okay? Mo, what's up? Do you mean Adam and Eve? Yes. The Bible says that, that God created Adam out of the dirt, that, that we are dirt. And so when somebody dies, we say, you are dust and to dust you return. Do you guys remember I say that to you every single year on, on Ash Wednesday? I put the dirt on your head and I say, you are dust and to dust you return. That all of us are dust and yet God breathes life into us. God makes us alive. So we believe that we are real people, that we are physical people, that we have, we, we have you know, real bodies, but that God has made us alive in a special way. We call that spirit or soul. It's like he created, it's like he made a Sayers castle. Mm -hmm. He made it in a, in a thing of a human body and it, mm -hmm. came, and it came back. I like that. That's a good picture. Jesus walked into a um, desert and it had bones in it, and he said, um, I give you life, and all the bones came together. Well, it wasn't Jesus, it was the prophet Ezekiel. But yes, that is a story from the Bible where he went in, he saw a valley filled with bones, and then God made the bones come back to life. All right? Now, the next thing that we do, now that we've heard Jesus tell us that we're forgiven, and now that we have told Jesus why we're here and we're in Jesus' throne room, then the next thing that we do is that we tell each other, we tell together stories about what King Jesus has done for us. Now, there's a couple of different ways that we do that. Sometimes we sing songs, right? At that part of the service, we sing songs about what Jesus has done for us. If you look at your, at, at your worship guide, you'll see that on page three, there's the angelic hymn. Do you guys remember the angelic hymn? Glory to God in the highest. It's called the angelic hymn because it's the hymn that the angels sang when Jesus was born, right? So that's one song that we sing. But if you look on the next page, this is on page four. Look, there's, there's lessons and hymns and lessons and hymns and lessons and hymns and then a sermon. So we tell each other stories about the things that God has done for us. Now, I want you to think about songs. Do you guys have a favorite song that we sing at church? Who has a favorite song? Micah? I like the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. That one's a really nice song. I like that one a lot. Mo, what's one of your favorites? What is it? You mean uh, Gladdening Light, the one we sing at nighttime? That's a really nice one. Yeah, we're going to start singing that here on Fridays next week. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Holy, holy, holy. I like that one a lot too. James? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's called Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silent. Matthew? Holy God. Holy God. I like that one too. Yeah. Yeah. 
One of the next things that we do is that we tell stories. We read stories from the Bible. So sometimes we read from the Old Testament. We read about the history of the things that God has done for his people. And sometimes, every week, we sing one of the Psalms together, don't we? Yeah, we sing one of the Psalms, and the Psalms are, are poems. They're, they're like songs that, that God's people used to sing about, about Jesus. They're hymns like we sing. Sometimes it's a letter that Paul or Peter or one of the other apostles wrote. But every time we're together, we read from the gospel because the gospel is the story about what Jesus has done for us. That word gospel means good news. It's the good news of Jesus. All right. Now, would you guys like to read the gospel today? Would you guys like to help? I know that not all of us are really strong readers, so if you don't feel comfortable, I don't want you to feel like you have to. But if you'd like to read some of the gospel today, we can, we, you, can, you can help me with that. Huh? Yeah? Do you guys want to stand over here next to me? Let's make a line, and we'll just take turns, okay? All right. This is a reading from the gospel according to St. Luke, and this is in the 22nd chapter. So, Tully, would you read this first line here? Can you see it okay? Uh, this one, uh-huh. to the period? To the period, that's right. When the time came for Jesus at the apostles to eat, and the apostles to eat, he said to them, I have very much wanted to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. Good job. All right, James, you're up next. Can you see this okay? You read this this sentence here? Okay. We'll have a turn just yeah, we'll have a turn in just a second, okay? That's right. Micah, why don't you read? We're we're at this line right here. Jesus took the cup of wine in in his hands and gave it to God. Then he told his disciples. Mm-hmm. Take this wine and share it each other? Yeah, share it with each other. That's exactly right. All right, Michaela, you want to read the next one? I tell you that I will not drink any more wine until God's kingdom comes. That's right. All right, come here, bud. All right, let's read this one together, okay? Jesus took some bread in his hands and gave thanks for it. That's right, and he broke it and he gave it to his apostles. Good job, all right, go sit down. All right, Mo, this one's yours. Then he said to me, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat this to remember me. All right, good job. And then Luke says, after the meal, Jesus took a cup of wine in his hands and he said, this is my blood. It's poured out for you. And with it, God makes his new covenant. Okay, now, after we read the gospel lesson, we pause and we have a sermon. And the purpose of the sermon, the reason that we have a sermon is for me as the priest or whoever's giving the sermon on that day to help us to understand what we've heard and what we've read so far. So I want you guys to think for just a second about what we read, the passage that we read from St. Luke. What was happening in that story? Tully, what was happening? Um, Jesus was breaking the bed bread and mm-hmm. letting them drink the wine before mm-hmm. he um, suffered. That's right. Jesus was giving his disciples and giving to the church the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper. 
He was giving that to them, and they gave that to us. Now, who else noticed something interesting while they were reading? Was there something there that you hadn't heard before? James, what are you thinking? Um, it was a lot easier than, it, than I thought it was. To read it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's been a lot easier. <laughs> Anything else, Mike? Michaela? Um, I didn't know that it had that the David says that um, I will not drink any angle of wine until God's kingdom. Uh-huh. Until I come into God's kingdom? Yeah. That's right. Who else has a thought? Micah, did you have something? No? Tully, did you have something else? Um, I was going to say that I know that the bread is Jesus' body and mm-hmm. the wine is his blood. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jesus doesn't just give them a meal. Jesus gives them himself, doesn't he? Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. So anytime you guys are reading the liturgy and you see a cross, the cross So we say, let us declare our faith. So this is, after the sermon, this is the Nicene Creed, let us declare our faith in God. And we see a cross, it tells us to say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So anytime we make the sign, this is called making the sign of the cross. We touch our forehead. Usually we put our fingers together like this, all right? If we want to be be really professional about it, we put our two fingers down like this, and we do this, okay? But that's really fancy. It's better just to put your fingers together. We say the Father, we touch our forehead. The Son, we touch our tummy. And then we say the Holy, we reach all the way across to our shoulder, the Holy Spirit. And then we touch our hearts because this is where God lives, right? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay? You got that? So anytime you see somebody, you see one of those crosses in the liturgy, we say that. Sometimes we just say it quietly in our head. Um, but anytime, anytime you see one of those in the liturgy, that means it's a time for us to make the sign of the cross. So they all, so it's like you're trying to make the sign of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. just with your body. That's right. Yeah, because we, we have lots and lots and lots of different ways that we pray. Well, thank you guys for helping me do the sermon today. That was very helpful. You guys had some really good things to say about that. All right, now, there's one thing that I want to talk about, okay? This is important. Mo just mentioned that, that when we are in church, we say prayers with our words, but also we say prayers with our actions, okay? And there are a few different actions that we take, things that we do, all right? One of them is we make the sign of the cross, okay? That's one way that we pray. But also, there are things that we do with our bodies that are part of worship. There are three ways that we use our bodies during worship, all right? The first one is that we kneel. Can you guys kneel with me? You can kneel on both of your knees. You can kneel so that you are sitting up on your heels. This is, you know, and your back is straight. You can stick your feet out behind you and you can kind of sit back when, when you're kneeling. Or if you'd like, you can kneel just on, on one knee. I usually kneel on one knee because I have to kneel and stand up and kneel and stand up a lot during the service. So this is a little bit faster. Yeah. When we kneel... We're praying. Sometimes we kneel when we are talking to Jesus about, we're we're asking Jesus to forgive us. Or sometimes we kneel when we are, um, when, when we're asking Jesus for the things that we need. But all of those are special times during the service when we kneel. So we kneel when we pray. Yes, Mel? 
saw this. I saw you and Jesse right, right there kneeling, mm -hmm. and you and you guys looked like brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a picture inside of my mind mm -hmm. of Jesus sitting on a stump mm -hmm. and just children all around him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that picture. That's a good one. So, so we kneel when we pray, all right? What's the next thing that we do? We sit, all right? When do you think it's the right time for us to sit during the service? Hmm? When I say so, that's probably good. I only do that because it helps us helps us all to be sort of doing all of the same things. When do you think it's appropriate in the service for us to be sitting down, Tully? Um, when you when you are talking and we were not mm -hmm. looking at our books, like it's when it's the sermon, or mm -hmm. for the sermon, that's good. Or the second lesson, or the first lesson. Uh huh. That's right. So we sit down when somebody is teaching us. So sometimes when we're reading the Bible together, we'll be sitting down. Or when somebody's reading the Bible to us, we'll be sitting down. Or when the priest or, or, the, or, or the minister is giving the sermon, then we'll sit down. We'll sit down because this is, this is the way that we behave in, in church when somebody is teaching us. When we're learning, we sit. So when we pray, we kneel. When we learn, we sit. Yes, Mo? That is a picture of Jesus's resurrection, and we believe that when Jesus died, that he went to the place where all of the dead people were sleeping, and that he woke them up, and that he broke down the doors that were keeping them all asleep and away from Jesus, and then he brought them home to be with him and the Father. So that is the resurrection, that he went and he set his people free. So when we draw that in a picture, we have Jesus standing on top of the door, and then he's lifting two people up out of their graves, and it's Adam and it's Eve. So he's raising all of us with Adam and Eve to himself, all right? So we kneel when we pray, we sit when we learn, and then what's the other thing that we do? We stand, all right? When during the service do we stand, do you think? Yes, Mo. We do stand during communion. That's right. What do you think? Um, when you take, when like Jesse takes the that book. The uh huh. For the gospel. That's right. Tully. Um. For the Nicene Creed. For the Nicene Creed. That's right. So anytime that we are praising God, we stand up. So we kneel when we pray. We sit when we learn, and we stand when we praise. So when we're singing songs, when we are hearing the gospel lesson, when we are celebrating communion together, all of those are times where we are saying praises to God, and so we stand together to say praises. All right? So after we have done our learning and things, you guys can sit down. We pray together. We stand when we sing. See, the wolf kid's got it exactly right. We stand when we sing because we praise. We stand to praise. We sit to learn. We kneel to pray. Tully? Um, when we say um, God has died, um, it was G Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come back. Why mm -hmm. don't we just say Christ has died, Christ will come back, then Christ has risen? Uh, because we're telling it in the order that it happened. So we say Christ has died, right? That happened once. Christ is risen, 
Christ will never die again. He died once, and now He is alive forever. So Christ has died. Christ is risen. And what are we, what is the promise that He gives to us? That He's not going to leave us alone. That He's coming back to set up His kingdom here. So we say He has died. He is risen. He will come again. Yeah, that's the promise that He gave. That's the promise that we believe. All right, so the next thing that we do after we do our, our teaching part is that we pray together. So prayer is about us asking God for the things that we need and about thanking God for the things that we have, okay? When we pray, the prayers that we pray, like on a Sunday, those change a little bit throughout the year. But here are the things that we pray for, all right? Let's pray together, okay? You guys can sit or kneel. Either one of those is okay. Let's pray together. So God, we want to pray for our church here at St. Aidan's, and we want to pray for the other churches that are close to our hearts, places where our families worship you, places where our friends worship you. We ask God that you would protect them, that you would be present, that you would make yourself known to them, and that you would show your love to them. So we pray for the church. And then we say, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer, right? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer, all right? But we also pray for the world, so let's pray. God, we know that the world is something that you love, and we also know that the world is hurting. And so, God, we ask you to protect people, and we ask you to provide the things that people need. And we ask you to show us the places where we can help other people who are in the world and who are in our lives. And we say, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And then we pray for people who are sick or people who are hurting. All right. Do you guys know anybody who's sick that we need to pray for today? No. Can't think of anybody. That's okay. Mo. Yeah, we'll pray for them in just a second, okay? Right now we're going to pray for people who are sick or for people who are hurting, right? So God, we remember that there are people all over the world who are sick, not just because we're in a pandemic right now, but also because people are sick all over the world all the time. And we ask you to be close to them. We ask you to heal them. And, and always we want your will to be done. So we say, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. That's good. And then the last thing that we pray for is for people who have passed away. All right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. What? Who did? What's his name? Uncle Barry. All right, well, we'll pray for Barry. Okay. Yeah, anybody else? Mo? For Grandpa? Yeah, what's his name? Chief. Chief. So Barry and Chief. He's a firefighter. That's right. Who else? I want to pray for my grandmother who passed away about two years ago. Yeah, for Loretta. That's right. Yes? I want to pray for my grandparents. For your grandparents? Absolutely. Yeah, so we're going to pray for uncles, for grandparents, for grandparents, for grandparents. God, you know their names. And so we ask you to keep them safe and to show them your love. 
And we ask that just like we see in the Virgin Mary and just like we see in St. Michael, the archangel and protector of your church, and just like we see in St. Aidan and his life and his story, we ask that as we look at these people who have passed away, that you will show us the way to live our lives so that we can rejoice with you when the time comes for us to be with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. That's right. All right, so the next thing that we do is we get ready to eat at Jesus's table, okay? Because the king has invited us into his house, not just so that we can say things to him, but because he has a special gift that he wants to give to us, all right? Now, we're gonna pause there for just a second, okay? Because there are lots and lots of words that we use at church that are probably very confusing to you guys, all right? Let's think about some of the words that we use when we talk about communion, okay? Communion is one of those words, isn't it? Sometimes we call it communion, or sometimes we call it the Eucharist, which is a word you probably never hear anywhere other than here, huh? Sometimes we call it the Lord's table, or sometimes we call it a sacrament, and all of those are big words that are really confusing. And I don't want those words to be confusing for you guys because I want you to feel like when you come into church, you guys can join with all of the grown-ups in praying and praising every single time that we get together, okay? So here's what Eucharist means. Eucharist means thank you. That's it. That's what it means. It means thank you. So when we, when we come to Jesus' table, we say the Eucharist, which means we say what? We say thank you. That's right. It's about thanksgiving. We say we give you thanks and praise, right? Um, we come to Jesus to say thank you. Um, now I get the great thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, the great thanksgiving. It's us giving thanks, right? Sometimes we think about thanksgiving as just a time when we eat turkey at the end of the year, right? <laughs> but really, thanksgiving is what we do every single Sunday. We get together and we say Thank you to God for all of the things that we have. What's something that you're thankful for today? Say it again. Yeah, that's right, Micah. Uh huh. Yeah. Having everyone here with me and seeing everyone and seeing everyone okay. Mm hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. James? That I have a sister who can't, who can't currently cannot talk. Yeah. <laughs> Mo? A, she is still a baby, isn't she? Yeah. Mo, what were you going to say? Mm-hmm. That's right. That the people that we love are safe, that God is with us. One of the things that we say about, uh, about our service is that it's called communion. Okay, and that's another one of those words that is confusing. What that word means is that you and me and everybody else who's here is part of God's family. When we are baptized, God makes us a part of his family. Yes? Emma said she's thankful that they have a house. That's right. We're going to see Emma soon, just in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> so, we also call it communion. When we're baptized, we 
become part of God's family. And that also means that we become part of each other's family. We're all one family together. So think about that, all right? If we're part of God's family and we come into Jesus's house and this is his palace, his throne, because Jesus is king, what does that mean about every single one of us? Just a second. What does that mean about every single one of us? It does. That's right. It means that when you come in here, you're not just a stranger coming into a palace. It means that you are a prince or a princess who's coming home to see the king. That's who you are. That's who God says you are. God says that you are his child. God says that he loves you. God says that you make his heart glad. That's what God says to every single one of you. All right. Yes, Telly. Like community. Mm-hmm. It comes from the same word. Yeah, what? that's exactly right. Now, we also call this the Lord's table because Jesus, we said this before, is giving a meal for us to share. Okay. And just like in the gospel story that we read a little while ago, we are sitting down with Jesus to eat with him. And Jesus promises that when we sit down with him and we eat this special meal that he gave to us, that when we do that together, that Jesus is making us like himself. Now, the last word that we use is sacrament, okay? And we use that to, uh, to talk about not just communion in the Lord's table, but we talk about lots of things as sacrament, and it's a really confusing word. So here's what I want us to think about. When we come in here, is this really a throne room? No, it's not really a throne room. It's, it's a big room with lots of seats and there's a table, but it's not really a throne room, is it, right? But... It is kind of a throne room, right? But we have to use our imagination, don't we? Right? When we say that it's a throne room, what we're saying, we're, what we're, when we say throne room, we're trying to make a picture in our mind, okay? Because pictures help us to see things. They may help us see things that are far away that we can't see right now. They may help us see things that we want to remember, or they may help us to see things that we don't understand. That's why we, we, we have pictures all around the room, because the pictures help to tell us stories. They help us to see the things around us that maybe we aren't paying attention to. And this meal that we share is also a picture. Okay, it's a picture of Jesus. It's a picture of Jesus's love. Mm -hmm. That's right. So sometimes pictures are paintings on the wall, right? Sometimes their pictures are paintings or pictures that we draw. But sometimes pictures are stories that we tell. And sometimes pictures are actions that we do. And when we sit down at Jesus's table, we are making a picture. And that picture is a picture of Jesus's love. Now, the picture there is really just one long prayer. If you guys look at your book, we're going to read these prayers together in just a minute, okay? But if you look at this, look right here. This is on page seven. You see the picture of the, of the wheat and the, the bread and the cup? They, I've got a special uh, sheet in the back for everybody, and it's got directions for how to draw grapes and how to draw wheat so you guys can draw your own pictures on things, all right? You see that picture? And we have the great thanksgiving. And then if you look on that next page, look at all those words. It's just one big long prayer that, that I pray and we pray all together, okay? It's just one long prayer that we pray. 
We tell the story in that prayer of all of the things that God has done for us. And then we end, like Tully said, by saying that Christ has died. Our King has died. Our King is risen and our King will come again. All of that is us saying thank you to Jesus. And then Jesus gives us a meal for us to share. All right, so here's what I'm gonna ask you guys to do. I want you guys to go back and sit with your, your family in your pew and we're going to pray our long prayer, our thanksgiving. We're gonna say thank you to Jesus together, okay? Let's sing the doxology together, all right? Let's all stand and we'll sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him. We're going to receive communion together now. Oftentimes for, for us as Anglicans, we pray prayers after we've received communion. In our little prayer books, we've got some, some prayers that we can pray before and after communion. Uh, but some of those are really long and they're probably going to be kind of hard for you guys to memorize. So I want to teach you guys a special prayer that is very, very good to pray as you're receiving communion. So the priest comes and he brings you the bread and soon the bread and the wine and, and gives you communion and you say, thanks be to God. Or you can say amen, either one of those. But then when you receive the bread, when you receive the wine, when you receive communion, here's the prayer that I'd like for you guys to learn today. Are you ready? Jesus, I trust in you. Can you guys say that? Jesus, I trust in you. You can say it out loud or you can say it quietly while you're eating the bread or, or tasting the wine. Jesus, I trust in you. All right. Let's share communion together. All right. And then Jesus blesses us and he sends us back out into the world. Here's the blessing of God. Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. He sends us out to tell the world about His love. Now, before we end, do you guys have any other questions? All right. Well, I want you guys to have a great rest of your Saturday. I love you all, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow, okay? Yeah. Bye, everybody. Thank you for checking out Thin Places today. If you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more, check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies, devotionals, and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Father is restored.